0: Around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Living Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's Word. Now, the measuring line always creates a boundary. Everybody say, Boundary. A boundary is a line that marks the limits of an area. Boundary. Our church property has a boundary. We have a wall around the church property. We cannot develop outside of the wall. Uh, most of you live in walled houses. That is one of the calamities of living in Ghana. Uh, everybody has to build a wall because if you don't build a wall, you'll be sitting in your house and somebody will steal your land from you. So, one of the first things everybody does when they buy a piece of land, wall it. Uh, so, but once you wall, a property You have created a boundary. A boundary says this is how far you can go. This is how far you can go. So that is what the measuring line is going to tell uh, Jerusalem. This is how far you can go. You cannot go beyond this. So in this vision, the man is holding a measuring line. And the first angel and Zachariah see him with a measuring line. And Zechariah asked the man, where are you going? Everybody say, where are you going? Say one more time. Say, where are you going? All right. That's the question he asked him. Where are you going? And the man says, I'm going to Jerusalem to measure the length and the breadth of Jerusalem. Where are you going? Now, note that he didn't ask, what are you doing? But where are you going? Where are you going? And, and that question is important because that question reveals three things that the vision is concerned about. One is location. Location is where you are focused. The place you have focused your attention to. It shows the spot that the man had in mind to measure. Each one of us has A spot, a location. And we say, oh, if I get to this spot, I think I'll be successful. If I'm able to do this, I think life will be good for me. There is a location in your mind. Where are you going? First is location. Second is direction. Direction. Which direction are you headed? What path are you following? This shows the path the man had chosen to go on. He was going somewhere. And the third has to do with position. The situation you are in. The kind of condition you are measuring. Now when we say that a person has a measuring line, it means he's measuring something. He's measuring something. Sometimes people have a measuring line and they measure themselves with other people. They measure themselves with other people. They measure themselves and say, well, this one has that. I don't have it. He's better than me. Or I have it. He doesn't have it. I am better than him. People measure each other. Sometimes people measure their home with somebody's home. So they look at their house. And they look at the size of their house and look at somebody's house. Which is maybe three or four times bigger. And all of a sudden they feel very belittled. Why have they felt small? Because they have a measuring line. Sometimes people measure even their husbands. And unfortunately people, uh, a lot of ladies measure their husbands by the pastor. Look at the way pastor treats Lady Joyce. And you, you, don't, you don't treat me that way. You don't treat me that way. You don't treat me. Are you Lady Joy? So people measure their husband. People measure their wives. Oh, you, you, you look at this one. This woman cooks so well. You don't cook so well. She dresses better than you. That is all measuring lines. Sometimes people measure their children. Why can't you be like him? Why? He does so well in class. Each one of us, our parents told us that uh, there were people that were better than us in class. Ah, why don't you say, this one did well in math, this one this well in English, and you are not doing well. And they never measure themselves. They forget that I have your genes. It's, it is you. <laughs> you produce me. You produce the XY chromosomes, the two of you. You produce it. So if I can learn, who who, who, who did it? Measure yourself first. Anyway, hey, children, don't go and tell your parents to measure themselves. But what I'm saying is, people measure their children. People measure their gifts with other people. This one has this, I don't have that. And, and so, anytime we measure... We are determining how far we can go, how good we are, how much we can do. And that is what the the man with the measuring line is about to do. He's about to measure to determine, Israel, how far can you go? Judah, how much can you do? And just as he's about to do that, to measure, an angel appears. And that's very important he's about to do something an angel appears remember there is already an angel on the scene that angel has been speaking with Zachariah but this second angel comes obviously with a fresh word with a new message from heaven and this angel comes and he speaks to the first angel and says, hey run when anybody tells you run it means this is urgent run and tell the young man he cannot measure Jerusalem he's about to measure but God says don't measure he says don't measure tell the person that you don't measure it's a very important message and this message is so powerful that God had to send an angel to say something to a man who is about to do something that would disadvantage him for life. And the thing he's about to do to disadvantage him is he's about to measure. And God says I have to stop him. Now there's some interesting observation and doesn't have much to do with the message, but just to draw your attention, uh, because you see angelic activity here. The first angel is with Zachariah. They talk. But he, can't, he doesn't have any message beyond a certain limited message he has for Zachariah. He's helping him to interpret the vision. That's all the angel can do. A second angel comes. He has a message the first angel doesn't have. That's very important. It just tells you angels don't know everything. Angels don't know everything. They are not omniscient. They are are not all-knowing. They are not God. They are very limited. So this first one doesn't know what God is about to say. He only knows the assignment he has been given. Stay with Zachariah and interpret things for him. The second angel who comes has a fresh word from God. Everybody say fresh word. But interestingly, he also cannot deliver it to the man because he doesn't have the mandate to tell that message to the man. So this, this second angel has to tell the first angel so the first angel tells The young man and it just gives you an idea that angels have spheres of influence and they are limited in what they can do angels cannot do everything they don't know everything and they cannot talk to everyone some are just supposed to stand by and say nothing some are just fighting for you but they can't carry a message for you so this one is standing with zachariah but doesn't have a fresh word The one who has a fresh word doesn't have authority to tell Zachariah or the young man himself. The first angel is the one who is telling him. Just to give you an extra information about angels and how they work. Remember when I treated angels, I I taught a bit on this. And when I've taught something and I I see something, I just want to help you to put it together again and and renew or revise your understanding. So let's go back. So, the angel, second angel says, God has a new message. God has a new direction. And the message is an urgent message. In verse 4, he said, run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls, because of the multitude of men and livestock in it. Run, speak to this young man, or that young woman, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls because of the multitude of men and livestock in it. So much to pull out. So the message is threefold. First, is that Jerusalem shall be fully occupied. There will be full occupation. Jerusalem shall be inhabited. Though today nobody lives here, though Nebuchadnezzar has emptied the land and has taken away the kings and the nobles into captivity, some have gone to Assyria, some have gone to Persia. God says, I will bring people back to Jerusalem Jerusalem shall be inhabited and it's a message for somebody who used to have something and all of a sudden you've lost it and you have nothing you are zero there is nothing again and God says I have a fresh word for you I'm doing a new thing to you and for you and with you you will be inhabited somebody say I will be inhabited Say, I will be inhabited. If you had something and you lost it, God is doing a new thing with you. Like Jerusalem, you will be inhabited. You will have it back. Numbers will come back. Size will come back. Increase will come back. Abundance will come back. Somebody say, I will be inhabited. That is the new thing. So he says to the young man, we are not just here to build walls. Jerusalem shall be inhabited. That's the first message. second thing that he says is that Jerusalem shall be like a town without walls. In other words, there will be no boundaries. Everybody say no boundaries. Say one more time, say no boundaries. He says you will be like a town without wall. In other words... This measurement you are about to do is irrelevant because if you measure, when you build a wall, next year you'll be more than the size of the wall. So you have to break the wall down and build another one. And next year there will be more people. You have to break the wall down and build another one because God says you will be like a city without walls. Somebody say, I'm a city without walls. No boundaries. No measurement. No limitation. No boundaries. Jerusalem shall be inhabited like a town or a city without walls. Whoever measured you and determined how far he thinks you can go, I have good news for him. You will be like a city without walls. You will be like a town without walls. Whoever looked at your report card and told you this is how far you can go because a professor who has nothing to know about your destiny gave you an F or give you a D, or give you a C minus. I'm here to tell that professor, you are about to be a city without walls. Nobody can measure who you will become. Nobody can measure your potential. Nobody can measure your ability. Nobody can measure your strength. God is doing a new thing. It is not according to the old measurement. Maybe in the past, this is all you could do. But in what God is about to do, there will be no wall. I said there will be no wall. Because you will be a city without wall. And the third thing that the angel says to go and tell the young man. Is that there is going to be abundance. There is going to be abundance. Unlimited growth. He says because Jerusalem shall be inhabited and there will be multitude of men and livestock in it. The word that is translated multitude here from the Hebrew means being weighed down with so much. Being weighed down. It, it, it's almost like you, 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 you have received so much that it is weighing you down. God says I'm about to weigh you down with blessing. I'm about to weigh you down with Glory. I'm about to weigh you down with favor. God will give you so much favor you will beg him. I say he'll give you so much favor you will beg him. You will say Lord it is too much. You say Lord it is too much. You've blessed me too much. You have favored me too much. You've increased me too much. You have blessed me too much. You have expanded me too much. Lord I beg you please. It's too much. Because you are about to experience a new thing from the Lord. If you dwelt in scarcity, abundance will shock you. So, this is what the angel had from heaven. And he had to appear here on earth very quickly and call the second angel. And he told the angel to run. Isn't that amazing? You tell an angel, run! In other words, I mean, we know that angels move fast. But he's telling this angel no matter how fast you move, you must move faster. Because this guy is about to do something that will limit him for the rest of his life. And go and tell him, throw away the measuring line because the new thing God is doing cannot be measured. Maybe you came to church this morning with a measuring line. And you say, oh, if I just get a thousand dollars, I will be fine. Oh, if I only get a million, I'll be fine. Oh, if I get a nice car, oh, I'll be the happiest in my life. Oh, if a man proposes to me after service, oh, my heart, my life. Oh, Jesus, I'll be very happy. These are all good things. But God says to tell you, he's doing a new thing in your life. And you don't determine the measurement of it. And you don't determine how far it will go. You don't determine how well it will be. He determines how far you can go and what he wants to bless you with. So don't draw boundaries for him. Don't draw limits for him. Don't set boundaries and say, this is all God can do. He will do more. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebill, like his page on Facebook, follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebill, email otebill at centralgospel.com or call 233-302-688-000.